Hey guys, what's up? It is your girl, Nomi Jackson. I'm here along with the precious Ishii, who has taken time out of his busy day just to give me some moral support on the other end of the line. <laughs> How are you doing today, beautiful babies? It is Wednesday, December 22nd, 2021 at 12.47 p.m. What is up? What's shaking? What's cracking? I hope you guys are doing really well today. Uh, Have you all done your Christmas shopping? If that's what you guys do. I've gotten everything, including like food and stuff. We're having a roast beef. And I think we're having specially prepared green beans. uh, Wild rice. And... Uh, I think my son's going to pick up a Marie Callender's pie because he really like that. So, yeah, it's simple, elegant, but simple at the same time. Um, yeah, I don't feel like necessarily going all out since we already did that for uh, Thanksgiving. So it's just going to be a nice, good, elegant kind of a meal. And um, I don't know how we're going to do the presents. Hopefully they'll maybe they'll just come over and get the... Um, open their gifts at my place and then they'd have to do it early and then we have to go to their house so I'll I'm, I'll be doing the cooking I told her I wanted to uh, do the cooking especially since it's not much and you know we can eat early and then they have to drive my son to work because he has to work on the holidays um let's see other than that no then I'll go back home and <laughs> I don't know. I guess uh, Ishii and I will celebrate together <laughs> in a long distance kind of a way. And I'll get to see what he got me for a present. And uh, he already <laughs> knows what I'm giving him. So, yeah, it's all going to be good. <laughs> Anyway, guys, I hope you guys are doing well, and I hope you have it all planned out. And if you're anything like me, everything you have planned it never turns out the way you plan out. So I could be like be building up this whole thing in my head, and then it turns out to be a huge disaster. I don't know. Probably have like a <laughs> a hurricane come through. Even though hurricanes don't come through the Midwest, but it'll it, with my luck, it'll just come anyway. So I don't know. We'll see, guys. We will see. Anyway, let me jump on in today's show for y'all. I thought I'd start off with a relationship question. And the one I got today. If this doggone page ever gonna load. Oh, like seriously? You gonna do me like that? Wow. Okay, you whack page. That page is whack. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, my parents... 50s, male and female. Oops, sorry, the page jumped down. <laughs> okay, parents, 50s, male and female, threatened to cut off my 25, 24-year-old female contact with younger sister, 9 female, if I stop paying for her tuition, but I just can't afford it anymore. I come, from a, I come from a developing country where the eldest kid is expected to serve as the retirement fund for their parents as well as support the younger kids when able. I moved abroad to distance myself from my family, but I couldn't ignore how poorly my parents and sisters, my sister were living, so I paid for my sister's private school tuition and a monthly allowance for my mom. My parents are in their early 50s. Father retired because he no longer wanted to work. 
100% still able-bodied and mom has to pick up the slack, is in a huge debt from a failed business venture. She has mentioned being willing to move here with me and take up any kind of work because her job is not enough at all, but I'm set to move to my partner's home country. I feel bad because even though just a few months of work here would definitely help the family out. I'm getting married soon and my partner wants me to stop giving money to my family. It's hard for me because I know I'll be in deep debt and my younger sister is going to be taking the brunt of my parents' horrible financial management. So I offer that either sister move to public school so I can still give them a small allowance or just pay for the tuition but no monthly allowance. My father says I'm being unfair. I went to private school, so why am I letting my sister go public? My mom says cutting off the allowance will have them starve. And if I can't stand to see that, they would make sure I never see my sister again. Damn, that's cold-blooded. I love my sister, but I also want to build my partners and my future. Totally at a crossroads as to what I should do. Any advice? Dang, that's... That is cold and whack, though, for real. I knew when I read the first thing, the parents were going to cut them off. I knew that she was from uh, another country. Um, said developing country, so third world country. Uh, I could totally see this happening. However, and I am like a firm believer in family, helping family. Uh, my kids are really big on that because, you know, now they know how important it is. You know, we have just a little family, just this three but um you know it's important to develop that however this is a completely this is like out of the uh boundaries of you know taking care of each other this is like emotional manipulation like if you don't give me my money you can't talk to this your your sister i mean that's whack that's not what a parent should do but i mean i've known parents not even in a financial situation that would purposely pit one child against the other, maybe for their own amusement or maybe from psychological issues that they might have had in their own childhood. I've seen that happen many times. Um, but whatever the reasons, it's very hurtful and harmful. And the the people that do that, they don't realize these uh, <laughs> the siblings are going to eventually grow up and they're going to exchange notes. So, yeah, don't and <laughs> you're the one who's going to end up looking like an ass, you know, for when they find out the truth and when they come together and you want these people to take care of you when you're old. Uh, think about that, you know, but, um, I think if she wants to be a good sister, she could see if she, and if she can afford it, she can directly send the tuition money directly to the school if she can afford it if she can't afford it she can't afford it or maybe she wants to send uh money for some groceries but her uh family can't really expect her to do it now on the i mean on the other hand she said her parents in her early 50s i'm in my early 50s as well and some of us have medical issues she's she claims her father is you know physically fit i'm not sure about the mother but as <laughs> an early 50s woman myself I can tell you that it's definitely not the same as when you're 24 your body aches in a lot more ways than you even knew were possible and if you're unfortunate you know like me and you know probably have um uh, what do you call it an autoimmune disorder then you know it's going to be even worse so I don't know to a certain level I think younger people probably can't understand but the ailments of middle age and you know what when I was 24 I, I wouldn't either it didn't even 
mean anything to me because I never experienced but now that I'm here <laughs> oh I experience it and I try to tell my kids uh I try to teach my kids every step of the way so life won't um hit them by too much of a surprise or at least as far as things go with your own body but anyway that's still digressing <laughs> my point is you know I don't know how um physically well her mom is but at the same time um she just can't expect this one child to take the brunt of the work now I think she said her mom wanted to move up wherever she is now so she can get a job I think until she does move with her boyfriend I think she should allow her mom to come up there and work to uh work enough to get money for her family I I think that would be a good enough compromise um she's not there with her boyfriend yet she hasn't moved to where he is yet so while no, she still has time. Let your mom move there and um, let her be able to work and send money back home. And then, you know, when you're ready to move, she can decide whether or not she wants to stay there by herself or whatnot. But um, I don't know. Um, honestly, I'd probably be a little bit bitter that she tried to use my sister as, a, um, you know, like dangling my sister like a carrot you well you can't I mean that's just so wrong so like you know part of me wants to sympathize with the mother like maybe she's like in a lot of pain like I am but on the other hand I would never pit my children against one another and use my children as a pawn or a weapon that's just so wrong so I don't know in this case except maybe if you want to keep things okay like you know have your mom move up there and you know make her money or whatever um but nowadays, thankfully, um, due to the internet and everything and technology, you can still have a relationship with your sister, you know, without your parents finding out about it. You can um, email if you have to. You can uh, have a burner account. The same with your phone. You can have just like a burner phone where you can just talk to her. And they, I mean, have your sister put another name in her phone, you know, if you have that. But otherwise, you know, just um, stay in touch online, you know, whether it's through email or um, messenger or one of those things. And you don't I don't think you really, really have to worry about that if that's going to be an issue. So that would be my advice. Um, I don't know. I wish I could give you a little bit stronger, but I guess I would have to know, you know, what their life is really like. I have to know a little bit more information to give something more specific for that specific family. Anyway, y'all, let's jump on into on this day, which is, I already said what it was, right? I said it was Wednesday, December 22nd. Okay, what happened important in this history? Let's see. In 1877, Thomas Edison's phonograph is announced by Scientific American. Wow, 1877. Uh, in 1885, Ito Hirobumi, a samurai, becomes the first prime minister of Japan. In 1990, Lech Walesa sworn in as Poland's first popularly elected president. In 2010, repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy, a 17-year-old policy banning homosexuals serving openly in the U.S. military, signed into law by Bar Barack Obama. Today in film and TV, in 1932, The Mummy, directed by Carl Fund, friend, friend? Uh, I don't know, starring Barlis Karloff, is released in the U.S. first mummy horror film. Today in music in 1894, Claude Debussy's first, uh, did I say that right? No, no. 
first orchestral masterpiece, Prelude l'après midi d'enfant, <laughs> premieres in Paris. Okay, sorry, Frenchies, if I insulted your language. I did not mean to do that, but hey, what are you going to do? Today in sports, in 1894, United States Golf Association forms in New York. Did you know Colo or Colo is born? The first gorilla to be bred in captivity at Columbus Zoo and Aquarium in Columbus, Ohio in 1956. Did you know that? I ain't know that. Today's birthday, Jean Racine, 1639 to 1999. Don't know who he is, but the name Racine, I wonder if it's like, was Racine, Wisconsin named after him? Hmm. Or has nothing to do with it. I don't know. It's a long wig on. <laughs> Uh, let's see, Frank Kellogg, 1856 to 1937, and I'm only just going to assume he's one of the Kellogg brothers that started the Kellogg company. I could be totally wrong, but that's what I'm going to assume. I'm going to stick by my story. <laughs> In 1858, was born Giacomo Puccini, and he died in 1924. Don't know who he was. Connie Mack. 1862 to 1956. Okay, that name sounds very familiar. I see his picture, but he doesn't look familiar. I wonder how I know him. I know of him. I'll have to look up when I get off of here, guys. Okay, and now let's go for our Christmas lyrics. Remember, we're doing my favorite Christmas songs for, for now. Um, yeah, today is Wednesday, so Christmas Eve is on Friday. I'll have another song for you. And uh, I think we'll just say hi to you guys on Christmas Day. Look out for us on Christmas Day and see what we got for you. Um, lyrics today for one of my favorite Christmas songs is Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer by Elmo and Patsy. Grandma Got Run Over a Reindeer is the album 1984 and charted in 1986. In the U.S. at 87. Okay, wow. I'm confused. Um, 84, really? For some reason, I thought this was like an old song. Like an old... <laughs> I guess to some people, 1984 would be old. <laughs> but, um... This... Yeah. I could have sworn I heard it earlier. As you guys know, I mentioned a million times that, you know, I grew up Job's Witness. And we didn't celebrate Christmas. But I'm almost certain I heard the song... Um, I mean, obviously, I heard Christmas songs. I mean, we didn't play them in our house, but I heard them. They were all, if you go to the stores, if you go out in public or whatever, you hear Christmas music. And I could have sworn, you know, that I heard this before. And of course, you know, the <laughs> the lyrics interest piqued my interest. So I don't know. I'm just really kind of surprised about that. Grandma got run over by a reindeer walking home from our house Christmas Eve. You can say there's no such thing as Santa, but as for me and Grandpa, we believe she'd been drinking too much eggnog, and we begged her not to go, but she forgot her medication, and she staggered out the door into the snow. When we found her Christmas morning at the scene of the attack, she had hoof prints on her forehead and incriminating claws marks on her back. Grandma got run over by a reindeer walking home from our house Christmas Eve. You can say there's no such thing as Santa, but as for me and Grandpa, we believe 
Now we're also proud of Grandpa. He's been taking this so well. See him in there watching football, drinking beer, and playing cards with Cousin Mel. It's not Christmas without Grandma. All the family's dressed in black, and we just can't help but wonder, should we open up her gifts or send them back? Send them back. Grandma got run over by the reindeer, walking home from our house Christmas Eve. You could say this most thing is Santa, but as for me and Grandpa, we believe. Now the goose is on the table, and the pudding made of fig, and the blue and silver candles that would have matched the hair on Grandma's wig. I warned all my friends and neighbors, better watch out for yourselves. They should never give a license to a man who drives a sleigh and plays with elves. Grandma got run over by a reindeer walking home from our house Christmas Eve. You can say there's no such thing as Santa, but as for me and Grandpa, we believe. Sing it, Grandpa. Grandma got run over by a reindeer walking home from our house Christmas Eve. You can say there's no such thing as Santa, but as for me and Grandpa, we believe. And then they say, Merry Christmas. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a goofy little um, parody kind of a song, you know, along the lines of my favorite Weird Al, you know, just mm, comedy songs. I, I like those. They don't really make much of those anymore except for Weird Al, but um, let's see what it says about that. This was recorded by then-husband and wife duo. Oops, sorry about that. Of husband and wife duo Elmo Shrope Shire and Patsy Trick, although Patsy does not sing or play an instrument on this song. It was released in 1979 in San Francisco area where they lived, and each year more and more radio stations picked up on this holiday novelty classic. And by 1984, the song hit the national chart. Unfortunately, late a year later, Elmo and Patsy divorced. Okay. So it was out there. And I'm pretty sure I heard it before then. Um, yeah. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, I celebrated my first Christmas in 1984. I was 16 then. Yeah. And I rem I just remember it. And I don't remember, like, wow, it being a new song or anything. So I'm sure the Chicago radio stations had picked it up early. Like, pretty, pretty early. And I must have heard it that way somehow. I don't know. Anywho, this was made into a TV special of the same name in 2000 after Grandma disappears on Christmas Eve. It's up to her grandson to find out what happened to her, who Santa's real, and keep an evil family member from claiming her stuff. We won't tell you how it ends, but you'll be happy to know that it's available on DVD. <laughs> I never saw that. I think I'm going to look for it. Maybe it's on YouTube or something. That sounds pretty cute. This is written by Randy Brooks, author of several other catchy novelty songs, including I'd Rather Be Sailing with Governor Palin. It's Halloween, a Christmas song. Brooks played this while sitting with Elmo and Patsy at the Hyatt Lake Tahoe in December 1978. After the show, they asked him for a tape copy. Elmo and Patsy recorded their own version a year later and began selling it at the shows. A friend brought it to the attention of Gene Nelson of KSFO in San Francisco. Dr. Elmo, a veterinarian, does more radio and TV interviews each holiday season than just about anyone. In 2005, he was on 11 TV shows in major markets and did 150 radio interviews, most of which were syndicated to reach 3,500 markets. Each morning during the holiday season, he starts interviews at 4.30 to 5 a.m. and does an interview every 15 minutes until about 11 a.m. Then he gets ready for his TV appearances, concert, or personal appearances. Uh, Elmo, who turned 70 in 2006, ran his first marathon in 2005. Damn. Uh, uh, uh. 
In the 2018 Leap of Faith episode of The Good Place, the song plays on a loop with She Hates Me by Puddle of Mud at a party thrown by demons out. Thrown out by demons out to torment humans. Hmm. Oh, that was a little underwhelming reading that information. <laughs> nothing really exciting and nothing memorable, but oh well, now we know. <laughs> okay, guys, well, time for Mikey, our sweet Michael Jackson. My sweet Michael. Uh, this week in 1978, Mikey Pooh organized a holiday party for young fans at the Hollywood Children's Hospital, one of the earliest acts of giving. What can you do to brighten someone's holidays? Oh, that was really nice of him, considering he didn't, um, celebrate Christmas. I guess they called it a holiday party, and... You kind of have to be creative when you're um, an active Jehovah's Witness. If you still kind of want to celebrate something, you kind of have to <laughs> convince yourself and make things seem like it's okay. Well, if you do this, then it's okay. You know, kind of like when you're a little kid, like you think if you cross your fingers, then it's okay to lie. <laughs> it's kind of along those um, lines of things anyway. So, yeah, that's that's that. And, um my Mikey, uh, always thinking about the children and taking care of them. And I realized, realized when I just said that somebody could like misinterpret what I said when I said that, but, um, only people with a sick man would go that way. But unfortunately we live in a sick world or I don't know, you take good, kind people and then you find something and then you destroy them. That's the kind of world we live in. And that's what, uh, Mikey had to Put up with just because of his unconventional ways i think they used his unconventional ways of doing and thinking and they just saw all vulnerable spots that came with it and they went for it and yeah <laughs> even now that he's not here they're, they're really still trying to find um ways to knock him off you know people's admiration list and it's just not working sorry <laughs> sorry not sorry is that what they say yeah so anyway guys anyway i'm gonna let you all go now i've been on and on and ishi here has got some stuff he needs to do um i don't want to keep him any longer so i'm gonna let you all go now and remind you that god loves you ishi loves you i love you michael jackson loves you everybody loves you and we want you guys to go out there and have a wonderful and beautifully blessed day because we love you and we believe you deserve it. Oh, da, bo.